The views and opinions expressed on this show are solely the opinion of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of grown folks talk and or dreams fulfilled media. Listener discretion is advised. You need to shut the up when grown folks is talking. Welcome to Grown Folks Talk, where we promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help us God. Warning, this show is not for the faint at heart. So, if you're incapable of keeping it real, if you're not ready to face your issues, or if you're sensitive on any level, then please don't even bother sitting your ass at the round table. Please note that our views and opinions are just what they are. Our views, our opinions. We're not licensed therapists. We are licensed realists, ladies and gentlemen. Now, here's your host, Mr. Sean D. Upshaw. Hello and welcome to Grown Folks Talk. For those who don't know, I am Mr. Sean D. Upshaw, your host. You're Mr. Everything. And I would like to thank you for pulling out a seat at the roundtable for this week's topic but before we jump everything off, I would like to send an invite for you to follow us over on social media. That's www.facebook.com forward slash Grown Folks Talk with Sean D. Upshaw. Over there, you will find the like button to subscribe to the page, as well as catch up on previous shows and other content that we just love to discuss regarding relationships, religion, and politics of life. We also encourage you to follow and listen to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Google Play, and let's not forget clearoneradio.com. As always, joining me each and every week at this roundtable, one-third of the team, my coach, your coach, She's your queen Coach Ivy Allen. Be. What's going on, Coach? What's going on? Hello, hello, good people. How are you? Good people. I am wonderful. I'm quite sure the people are wonderful as well. <laughs> That's why they're tuned in to hear what us, us idiots, as I always say, are going to say on this week. Well, I do not claim that. I am just a darling. I'm the darling of the show. No. <laughs> yeah, right. <sighs> yeah, but it's good to be at the round table. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'll be missing. I'll be missing uh, the people. You know, when I go a week, I'll be like, man, I just, I wish I could just get on the mic right now and holler at them real quick. I got something to say. Yeah. <laughs> If they follow you on social media, they know what you have to say because you, you you can't get on the mic, but you definitely get on the internet. So. Hey, I'm just saying, though, I feel like that rap song, Yo, Dre, I got something to say. <laughs> Speaking of Dre, he's in the studio with us, the millionaire. King shit. Mr. Abstract himself. What's going on, Andre? Dre, bring the bass. <laughs> bring the bass. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Good week, man. Loosen up my tie. Getting ready for this episode because we're about to do some hanging tonight. Uh-oh. We're about yeah. to do some hanging tonight. In the name of love. In the name of love. Dun, 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 dun. I know. Uh, so it's all yeah. good. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, so yeah. You know, this week is a uh, epic topic to say the least. Yes. My favorite topic, actually. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we did a. You couldn't <laughs> wait to get on this one. Oh, uh, <laughs> even with a you know, long time. Yeah, yeah. Been licking my chops for a long time because, like I said in the beginning <laughs> of the show, you know, we discuss relationships, religion, and politics of life. So mainly, we've been, you know, discussing relationships for the most part, trying to get people relationships together to a degree. So. It's, it's it's crazy that we go this route because it's time for religion. It's time for that talk. 
trying to make that change. <laughs> right. It's definitely time for that talk. So this week we're talking about the top five most irritating things about church. Yeah, you heard me right. <laughs> top five most irritating things oh. about church. So, you know, church mothers, before you clutch your purses, deacons, before you grab your balls, pastors, <laughs> before you rain down hell upon us, just hear us out. Hear us out. Listen to what we got to say. We're not going to stop you from playing your lottery on uh, during the week and coming and pray <laughs> God on Sunday. Oh, casinos we're not gonna casinos be- aren't going to close because you're hearing what we're saying. You know, you're going to go to casinos <laughs> right after service. We understand right. this. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> It's still going down. It's still going down that way. So, but I, I felt like it was time to really jump on this topic because I, I have been getting really, really irritated. I can't speak for you guys, but my irritation level is beyond sea level to say degree. Yes, <laughs> I, say. you are on a crusade to bring integrity to to talk about you know no no pun intended crusade there, but you are on a crusade actually to bring some integrity to church. Because that's a lot of what you just, you're just calling out, like, oh, come on now. You're supposed to be leading people, and what are y'all leading them to? You know, right. bingo, gambling, pimps in the pulpit. I mean, I can't tell you how many articles you come up with, I mean, with their side hustles. And, you know, I remember one time back in the day you had one about this guy who was, uh, one pastor was taking these young ladies in and having his way with them. I mean, so many horrific yeah. stories. So I mean, well, you know, that's, that's just the number one thing that happens. You know, they take advantage of these lost sheep out here. Mm-hmm. These women yeah. already getting, you know, upset with themselves because they throw the vagina to all the wrong people. Then you mm-hmm. sucker them in and they still wind up throwing the vagina to the wrong person. Wrong just, yeah. Exactly. Just, well, it's, not it's just crazy. that. Think about the cover up in the Catholic Church. How many, uh, you know, they oh, just yeah. rip them off. That, that, that's been a huge cover up for years. I, I think there's something very, you know, uh, disheartening about humanity when people who profess to be spiritual leaders take advantage of people who are broken. And that's really what we're talking about. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So we're going to try to, you know, calm the background down a little bit and, and jump head first into this topic. I mean, cause it, it needs to be had and we're going to jump into that a little bit later in the show. But before we get to that point, you know what we have to do is time to slow it down. Yes, that's right. Oh, yeah. The doors are flew open. Her hair is in the wind. The light skin and freckles are on point as always. And she's ready to give the Ivy's intuition. I'm going to be very, very attentive because I want to hear what it is ah, with church. Okay. What you well, got? as you guys know, you as you all know, I am the, uh, the incandescent, the incomparable, the impossible coach Ivy Allen asking you to join the ultimate uh, revolution, the self-evolution revolution, and make your life a sexier place to live. And um, I thought about this intuition uh, a a lot, you know, over the past couple of days. But here's the thing that I want to say. Faith is a personal choice. No one can tell you how you should or must worship. It is a personal relationship between you and whomever you choose to call God or your Savior, your higher power. And that's not something that someone else outside of you can tell you. It's something that you must know for yourself. Many times the reason that some of these sheep are lost is because they're coming to people for guidance. But I'm a person who is a firm believer that if you connect to your divine self, the guidance you seek is within. 
And whatever your faith is, you will get the best guidance from looking internally instead of externally. The people we turn to at the end of the day are still humans, still fallible, still make mistakes, still have their own issues and journeys to take with kind of reaching their own evolution, their own, um, uh, what do you call it, ascension to their, to their highest self. So they're doing as best they can, just like you're trying to do better than you're doing. But the deepest place you can get to with your spirit is really to look within and just learn to trust your inner wisdom and your inner guidance. And then you're not going to be susceptible to these people who prey on vulnerability and people who just are looking, you know, for a little bit of guidance and love. So the intuition is really before you seek guidance from someone or something outside of yourself, take a moment pause, take a deep breath, sit down and look within because the deepest connection you can have with spirit is the one you have within yourself. Not Definitely. That's, that's a great, right. that's a great Ivy intuition. Great Ivy intuition as always. I was curious to see where you was going to go. Cause if I was going to give an intuition, it was going to be hell on real. <laughs> it's not Sean's intuition. No, yeah, it would be, not, you know what? It wouldn't even be intervention. It'd be an intervention. Okay. Right. It, it, no, it would be an intervention. It would be, yes. Oh, my gosh. Hey, well, at least you know. I don't know why I'm so passionate about bringing integrity back into the church. Maybe it's because I see so many. I don't know. We're going to talk about that, though. But I think I, think I, 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 think I know so why, but here. I'm going to let you figure it out. I think yes. I know why. Let me figure oh, it out. I know why. I know why. Tell me the end of the show. Yes, we know. Guys, what it is. But anyway, don't forget to follow Coach Ivy on social media. Of course, that's Coach Ivy Allen. Just put in the Google search bar. She'll come up for all her social media info as well as her website. Don't forget to follow me, Mr. Sean D. Upshaw, S H A U N D U P S H A W, as well as Mr. Andre Spence, the millionaire over there. So it's nothing more that we can say. But it's time for the hell no moment of the week. I'm I'm a little afraid. Um. (laughs) Well, look, look, I'm I'm hyped because listen, I had a I had a choice. I had a choice. See, I'm a little afraid. (laughs) I had a choice. I'm gonna go with the light version because I had one that was that was concerning the pastor. But I'm like, nah, I ain't gonna really go there. Plus, I think I did that one before. But I I'm I ain't gonna go there. But this particular one. Was, was interesting because I'm one of those type of people who love to go to the movies. So I understood. This. Okay. So you remember a long time ago, we talked about dating, right? We had that show and we talked about the importance of getting to know a person. Yep. I remember that show. Yeah. 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 So That's anyway, it, it, it's a guy who took a female to the show, right? And right. they thought the date was going to be good. They went to see a uh, garden, uh, what is that? Garden of, Gardens the, galaxy? of the galaxy, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, hey, well, oh, clearly good. it didn't go too well because <laughs> this guy is suing his date for $17 because she was texting during the movie. Oh my goodness, okay, <laughs> wow, <laughs> uh, that's right. An Austin man is suing a woman for $17.31. After he says she texts repeatedly during the movie on their first date. His name is Brandon uh, Belsmar. I think I want to know. I hope I ain't butchering his name. But anyway, he alleges his date activated her phone at least 10 to 20 times within wow. 15 minutes. 
to read and send text messages, you know, during the movie. After you know, after start playing, he's seeking reimbursement for his movie tickets. So the article <laughs> basically goes on. And, and, you know, explains his point of view and, you know, the lawsuit. So I'm not going to read any more, but you get the gist of what I'm saying. Yeah, I get the gist of what you're saying. You know what? I don't know which is worse. Her, first of all, her texting is the absolute most rude thing. We ought to do a show on that. Can I tell you? I, 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 this is my secret uh, thing. You know, you, I, I seek to bring integrity to dating and relationships. And one of the things that irritates me about that is I go to restaurants and look around and almost all the couples, if not 80% of them are on their phones. They're not talking to each other. Why would y'all go to dinner? Y'all could stay home and be on the phone. I mean, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. That is so rude. Rude. Yeah, but I can't get, I can't get. Uh, too upset because I've been guilty of going out and both of us been on the phone and London hell she'd be, be on her phone so we, we all have to do we all have to do a, a better job of putting down putting down excuse me those devices that technology and getting more back to you know getting to know one one another whether it's You're a relationship connecting or family. I mean you know exactly yeah and exactly. during a movie is just disruptive to the people around you too I'm surprised the people in the theater didn't say anything because a lot of people will complain. I agree because they true. keep seeing that light pop up. So anyway, exactly. as I always say, some things deserve people to get cussed out. And I think she does. And some things just deserve a... Hell no. Till the no, no, no. Hell to the no. <laughs> he gets the hell no for suing because that's kind of petty. $17. No, 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 no. no. He, should, he should not get the hell no. He, he, he is making precedent. He's doing chalk it up to a law. It is not about the money. It's about the principle. Principle. It's, it's principalities in, in here, thing. and I understand that. But I mean, you know, he is you. suing not for himself, but for every man for that every has taken his hard-earned money and went on a date <laughs> with a skank when he knew she was a skank. <laughs> and yet took her Wait out a minute. anyway. See, you you lost me when if he knew she was a skank, then that's just seventeen dollars. Chalk it up to a loss. No, hell no, no. You know no, no. We ain't about to chalk up nothing. We've been chalking up for hundreds of years. Men have been chalking <laughs> it up. Right. And the tough one is the one that puts you over the head. Not the not the woman that causes a scene. Not the woman that slaps your face. Not the woman that throws a drink at you. Nope. Not the woman that is rude to the waitress or rude to nope. your family. Texting in the movie. That's the way you want to make your stand. We gonna we, we gotta start somewhere. <laughs> we started with a we started with a, a bus boycott. Look what we've accomplished. Hey, exactly. started with a bus. We're starting in the movie theater. We shall overcome. Y'all are right. too much. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. Uh, right. All right, ladies. Y'all heard that. They they drawing the line in the sand at the texting. Yes, we are. The He Man Woman Haters Club. They are in a stand there <laughs> what we're gonna do right now is take a quick break on the other side of the break we're gonna jump into the top five most irritating things about church we're going from five to one you definitely want to stick Woo-hoo. around because you want to hear all five of these because i'm excited about it <laughs> we'll be right back <laughs> thank you for tuning in to grown folks talk where we serve straight truth with no chaser We'll be right back with more roundtable discussion after these messages. What's going on, people? It's Sean D. Upshaw here, Mr. Grown Folks Talk himself. And what I need you to do is head over to Amazon.com or any other book retailer and order my latest book entitled The Huge Secret Behind Being Single. I promise you that it would change your perspective on dating 
in relationships. There's a difference between talk and grown folks talk. You are now tuned into Grown Folks Talk with Sean D. Upshaw. We're back now with more Grown Folks Talk. Welcome back to the Rob Table, folks. Welcome back. Of course, in the studio with me is Coach Ivy Allen, as well as the ringing there, Mr. Andre Spence. And yeah. you just heard the original, well, not the original, uh, hell no, but the secondary hell no, a guy sues for $17.31 because the girl was being rude and texting. But here's my original one, and I was keeping it along the lines of the whole church theme. I'm going to say this, then we got to jump into this because I want to get everything in here. My original hell no was pastor gets eaten by crocodiles trying to walk on water. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, at least he had strong faith. You, you read the article wrong. Pastor was walking in some croc gator shoes. While he was, <laughs> right. So as if he was walking on water. My oh thing my was, goodness. The article, I didn't want to pull the article because I'm like, well, it happened in, I think, Zimbabwe or one of them countries uh, over there that way. But the caption is what killed me. Somebody wrote in the caption, the congregation is trying to figure out how this happened, especially when they've been praying all week. (laughs) (laughs) We should not be laughing. It's It's not funny. funny. It's not funny. Uh, And yet it is. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Trying to understand because they've been praying all week. I I could not. You better believe them gators Mm -hmm. will wait for for that. (laughs) Them gators like that church right there. They keep coming to this water. That's that church right there. Oh, my goodness. That is so So, funny. So usually at this point of the show, I pass this off to people. Not this time. Right. Oh, no, no, not this one. Not <laughs> no, this not one. this one. This is, like I said, his excitement cannot be yeah. contained. Oh, he's rubbing his hands and feet together. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Kobe, Jelly Bean, Bryant, Upshaw is in the building. I'm taking all the shots this day, baby. I'm going for 60 on these people. So there we go. Get him, Kobe Cole. We sat down and came up with the top five most irritating things about the church. And I think it's a great list. So let's pop it off. Let's start with five. And we named it Miscellaneous Acts. So what are you talking about, Sean, Dre, and Ivy, when you say Miscellaneous Acts? Well, what are we talking about is the, the things in, within the church that really just irritate us. They're just so miscellaneous. For me, I pointed this out. People were kind of mad at me. They laughed at me. But I don't give a damn. Fish fries. <laughs> Okay, if I go down the street one more damn time and see a church <laughs> talking about we got them fish and fish dinners for sale, piping hot, piping hot, frying hard, the money goes towards the building oh, fund. The building fund, don't start with the building fund. You ain't put a donut right. on this mother. One donut at a time. Listen, when I want my fish. I go to the fish market and get it myself or cook it, or I go to my favorite spot, shout out the Cheesecake Factory, and I get me some fish. I don't want to oh pull boy. up at the church and get a fish dinner. This, this is the most miscellaneous random act that just irritates <laughs> my soul, okay? This irritates my soul. I'm a, I, that's all I'm going to say. Coach, Dre, either one of y'all, y'all jump in. Say what y'all got. Okay. 
Well, well, first of all, I think the fish fries are funny. I mean, they don't particularly bother me, but I see what you're saying. They they do have a lot of stuff. You come into the church and you're like, why does it smell like fish in here? What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? But my miscellaneous one was a lot of um, churches get righteous about pagan holidays. Uh, we shouldn't be celebrating, and I don't celebrate. You know, you'll ask them, you'll ask them at work, you know, uh, you know, I'll have stuff around for Halloween or whatever and a, a little pumpkin with candles. I don't celebrate Halloween. I don't do this. And then they say, but I'm taking the kids to church on Halloween night, and we're going to get dressed up in costumes, and we're just going to do Noah's Ark. Well, it's still Halloween. They're still dressing up. Night. Y'all still are, are, are giving them candy. It's still a celebration. That is still a pagan holiday. I don't understand what the difference is. You know, the people that are going trick-or-treating aren't doing seances and doing witch hunts. They're just going trick-or-treating with their kids. It's a fun night that has really, it not, it, it's empty and meaningless. But they assign meaning to it, flip it around, and then still use it, which is the same thing that everybody else is doing. Everybody else is just hanging out and having a good time. Why is it okay to do that in the church but not out in the world? And it's basically the same thing. I, that is what irritates me when you're like kind of poo-pooing everybody else's tradition, but you actually acknowledge and honor that tradition. You just give it a, a, a Christian Band-Aid to make it okay. You know, what, you know what kills me? It seems like it's nothing original about what goes on in the church. If it's a, <laughs> if it's a, if it's a pagan holiday, then why are you going to take Halloween and make it Hallelujah, hallelujah Night? Yeah, they do. They do. Like, Halloween on, and Hallelujah man. Night. We're getting out. We're going to dress up like Noah's Ark or, what, yeah, I don't know, the kids are going to be in whatever. They have they theme it. But it's the same activities go on. The same activities. Yeah. Bobbing for apples. They give them candy. It's the same activities. Pin the tail but, on a donkey. What is the difference smash. between that and a Halloween party? It, you know? well, we, but it, that's just not the only pagan holiday that pisses oh, me off well, we or, know or irritates my soul when it comes to church a christmas for one christmas yes. is over glorified first of all y'all don't know True. when jesus was born and just because he said the wise man brought him gifts don't mean your ass got to bring gifts or buy <laughs> gifts or lose your mind i didn't hear nothing about a christmas tree or reef or other <laughs> family members coming over for dinner i didn't see none of that in the bible none actually that. it's not that's not that actually that holiday is was was made up by uh by one of the roman emperors who um, decided that he wanted to have a holiday to entice people to convert to Christianity. And around that time was Yule season or the Feast of Dionysus. And so Christmas was created to combat all those who were doing the orgy and drinking thing so they could have a spiritual holiday to get people to have celebration, but in a different way. So it, and, and that started, so, and even then, so that tradition started, you know, years ago, and now they're doing today, they do the same thing with Halloween. Right. The one thing that gets me about the, the celebration of, of the church and the celebrations of holidays is this. I, I, don't, I really don't care about when it was created. I'm really not truly, even though I, I'm a historical fanatic, so Coach is absolutely, absolutely correct on what she stated on the, uh, the paganism in regards to uh, – Christmas and that, well as other holidays, but the fact that what gets me is the fact that if you notice the behind the scenes puppeteer that works each one of those holidays is guilt, and I tell you what I mean. If you don't partake somehow, society, including the church, 
makes you feel guilty for not partaking. They even try to make the religion such as Jehovah Witnesses that say we decided we aren't going to partake and still be Christians. They still try to make them feel guilty for not even partaking. Same thing with Halloween. They feel guilty because the little kids aren't getting candy like the rest of the kids. So let's come up with something that's a pseudo version of the exact same thing because of the guilty feeling that you may feel as a parent or as an adult because these kids are getting what those other kids are, are having. But you say at the same time it's supposed to be holy and separate from the world, right? the so-called yeah. world. Yeah, and that's what I find with a lot of those celebrations. There is an underline of guilt somewhere if you don't participate in. Mm-hmm. So that's the problematic part for me. Yeah, yeah to me yeah. it's the hypocrisy of it. It's, you know... I'm going to make you feel guilty for not participating in what I'm deeming a holy holiday, but technically it's not any holier than the one that you say is, you know, paganism. It's the same thing as a group of people made up a holiday to celebrate whatever they want to celebrate. And then the church made up a holiday to combat other people selling, you know, celebrating their holidays. They're both still made, made up and we shouldn't be hypocritical of that. People should, once again, as I said in the beginning, you should celebrate in a way that honors you and what you feel is appropriate to celebrate for you. You can't let other people dictate that for you. I agree. And the last miscellaneous act that we really want to discuss before we move on to number four is transforming popular music into church music. Oh yeah. Another irritating thing. Like if I hear somebody play, listen, I saw in a video, an organist. They, now the people didn't know what he was playing, but this dude was in there playing mask off, mm. mask off by a uh, future. Mm. And now they laughing cause they know what they plan. But they in there playing. <laughs> right. But you want us to be, you want us to be so separate from the world that you're going to take the concepts of the worldly music or so-called secular music, as you call it, and bring it into the church and, and, and label it as, oh, we trying to pull the young people. If you don't shut your <laughs> dog, listen, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say with that. Hypocrisy, right. That music is whatever they say. And then just put some spiritual words to it. Yeah, it sounds very close to right, near right. my God to be. Just sing those lyrics. Right. Right. Uh, and, and, and you, you sit back, you see these hymns that are some hymns that survive the test of time where these men put and women put time of, of, of difficulty and sat down and wrote these hymns during a time period of enslavement or a time period when they were shipwrecked somewhere or a time period when they were missionaries in, in Mozambique. And all of a sudden, you want to compare the sacrifice and the and the depth of their desire of worship towards God in those hymns that have been written. And you want to put, you know, you want to put some lyrics behind "What have you done for me lately, Janet Jackson?" <laughs> and actually think your gospel song is equivalent to what those people are telling you. Uh, Whatever my lot, I continue to say, it is well. It is well with my soul. Right. It, it, it just amazes me. You, you cannot even compare what those people had written and compare to some of the mess that we're writing to bump and grind. And I'm telling you, anytime they got to the point where, where we can listen to certain, uh, to this day, listen to certain uh, gospel music entertainers in the club 
and we getting our bump and grind on, and we subconsciously forget, like, oh, this is a, a, a you know a stellar award winning song uh, because actually it's a gospel song, and we forget and we remixing it with other uh, secular songs. It's, it's it's something to it. Well, I'm gonna say it this really is then, something to it, and then we're gonna move on to number four because I was done when I seen somebody remix R. Kelly. I don't see uh, nothing wrong. I don't see nothing. Wow. Uh, yo, I said, uh, really? That is too, too far. And of all artists. I'm going, listen, we're going to oh. post that on the, we're gonna post that on wow. the uh, fan page and let y'all see. Because when I saw it, I said, okay, first of all, Kells is my guy. I really don't care what he do outside of music, but that's my guy. Then you're going to take one right. of my favorite songs and remix it in the church, big dog? Really? <laughs> really? Anyway. So that's where we're we going to wrap number five up, miscellaneous acts. We just gave you a few. And I'm quite sure you guys have some miscellaneous acts that, you know, irritate you about church. So take ours, use yours, and, hey, hell, post them on the page if you want to. Give, give us some feedback. So let's move into number four, the fourth most irritating thing about church. Four, four. four, four. Sin hierarchy. What are you saying, Sean? I'm saying this. I hate those Christians. Yes, I said hate because it's strong. <laughs> that belittle one sin or focus on one sin or drive one sin into the ground and don't pay attention to the rest of them. Come the on, number man. one thing that I'm seeing right now with the church is they are driving home this whole homosexuality thing. Yeah. Okay? They are really on top of these. I don't want to even roll and call them gay because i don't even think that's the word but it's homo they are really driving a point home with these homosexuality uh homosexual people but on top of that they're ignoring the fact that they minister music is gay or they're ignoring the fact that (laughs) although they're gay you're taking back shots from deacon johnson monday through friday you don't want to talk about that you don't want to talk about that and y'all know damn well y'all ain't married but y'all sitting in there on sunday Slobbering at right. the mouth, your hands laid on you, falling out, putting the blanket all over you, all that mess. Right. Y'all doing all that, but y'all want to focus on this one particular sin. Nothing irritates me more. Coach, what's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, a lot of Christians will, will say, well, at least I'm not gay. Yeah. At least I'm not cheating on my husband. At least I'm not alcohol. Like, comparing sins, you know, I'm holier yeah, than thou because, because whatever, I show up in church, I give my tithes or whatever, so it doesn't matter that I'm having premarital sex. It doesn't matter that I'm in the bar every weekend, you know, stripping for money or, or, you know, trading sexual favors for somebody to pay my rent. It doesn't matter that, you know, I've been fired from every job and I have no integrity and I lie. It doesn't matter that my kids don't know, you know, who their, you know, father is or, or even I steal from work, you know. I steal from the grocery store. I only scan every other item in my cart. When I use the scale, you know, stuff like that, where Some people know that scanners. they're, yeah, where, <laughs> they, where they, they know that they're not living in a way that is godly. And then they will try to justify that by, by saying, at least I'm not gay, or at least I don't steal, at least I don't cheat on my man. There, sin is sin. Sin yeah. means to miss the mark. It right. does not mean that everybody is going straight to hell on a rocket. It means you've missed the mark, and we all miss the mark as human beings. No sin is greater than the other sin. Nobody here is perfect. My grandmother used to say, there's no Jesuses down here 
So <laughs> before, right. you know, like I've always said on the show before, while you point the finger at somebody else, there's three pointing back at you. So, Amen. Yeah. And we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not coming down on homosexuality saying that it is a form of sin, but we're not, cause we're not the ones to, to bring forth the judgment of that. No, uh, not but at what all. We're saying, what, how I look at it is this, uh, and this is my hypothesis. It, it amazes me how someone will attack someone that is of the LBGT community. Yes. But at the same time, not address other things that that LBG person, GT person may be uh, dealing with, whether it be depression, whether it be they may have an alcoholic problem. Maybe they have a lying problem. Maybe they have a gambling issue, something other, but because it's so in your, you know, it, 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 the first thing that you may notice about that person may is the key word is their homosexuality. You, it amazes me how the world, how the church just overlooks everything else that that person may need help with. They may be even just homeless and need, need, need some place to stay or just need a shelter. Oh, that person's gay. Wait, wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. They have far more, just like we do, issues to work on as a person than you worrying about only their sexual practice or their behavior patterns. Right. It is just so sad to me. Like, wait a minute. Oh, so so everything else you just gonna ignore, right? Right. He just he just sat up there and just did some crack, like it ain't no gay crackheads. <laughs> but since he since he gay, the crack don't mean nothing, right? Uh-huh. Oh my God, that dude just passed out in the, in his car sleep from alcoholism. He couldn't even drive any further. He just passed out. But damn that, I heard he gay. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, Everything man, else about it's almost as if they ignore purposely or subconsciously ignore everything else that a a person that is of a homosexual lifestyle battles just like somebody that's of a heterosexual lifestyle. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The key word is all. Yeah. So to sit back and actually attack someone because you can notice theirs to where you can keep yours in the closet and pretend like it isn't there, isn't fair. No, it's not fair at all. It's not fair at all. And we over here, grown folks, talk, excuse me, is tired of it. We tired of it. That's why we're going to start calling y'all out on it. When people people start talking about sin, I point it right back to them. Didn't you just tell me last week that you did this? Oh, well, we'll talk (laughs) later. Yeah, I bet we will talk later. Oh, well, that was different. (laughs) Oh, well, that was different. But no. No, but when it comes down to the whole, you know, like Dre said, the LBGT community, oh, they, their lifestyle is just unacceptable. What about your lifestyle? Thank you. Any, I don't need, but anyway, we, we, I'm glad we're not judgmental people. We don't judge no. people. No. Yeah, and actually, to, to, to our LGBTQ uh, community, this is not even at all a, 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 at all. a dig at, your, at any choice that you've made in your life. To me, it is pointing to, I don't see how people can call themselves Christians and not have the love of God for all of God's children. Whether you agree or disagree with their choices, it's still their choices. And we should be showing love and supporting our brothers and sisters through whatever they're going through. Because nobody should have to apologize for wanting to draw closer to their higher power. 
And I, I think that's really ultimately what it's all about. And you, we shouldn't be sitting in judgment on people's lifestyle because, again, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Nobody has a right to say anything about anybody's choices because it is, it, it's not like we have at all made some mistakes in our life and done some things that we are not proud of. I agree. I agree. So let's move on to the third one. The third most irritating thing about the church has got to be the altar call. Okay. We are tired of the <laughs> one hour services, but the two hour prayer lines. Why? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. You, if you get me to come to church, if you, you know, the tension, the attention span of a person ain't nothing but that short. You get me to come to church, you feed me all this. But the famous tagline that we came up, if you say, is there not one, I'm going to come up there and smack somebody. <laughs> Obviously, it's not one. If it okay. is one, he'll holler at you after church. It's not fair that you keep us an extra two hours because you want to feel like you Jesus. Let's just be honest. That's what it boils down to. I've witnessed it before. I witnessed people walk around the church laying hands on people like they Jesus. People follow them, putting the, this little uh, robe over them, patting their head down, giving them the oil. Man, like, sit your theatrical ass is down. <laughs> I feel like Lee Daniels is in here with a camera. Empire, the church of this. Like, sit down. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> this overdramatic, yeah. played out prayer line is ridiculous. Yeah, I've been in some very, churches, um, I, but, but you know, I've been, I will say this. I've been to one church down here in Texas. Shout out to Grace Fellowship. I love their prayer line. You know what their prayer line is? At the end of, when they done, they said, listen, they call up the prayer people. It's about seven to ten of them. They call them up there. They say, if you have anything that you want to do, come holler at them. Everybody else, we're going to, you know, call yeah. for benediction. You guys yeah. have a great day. Whatever yep, problem my own church is. That, yep. that prayer, yep. that prayer team handles it, and they let everybody go. It's yep. no theatrics. It's none of that. That's and right. I love that. Go ahead before I go. Yeah, on. yeah. I actually, I love that too. I love it when you when you go and they just it's it's a general altar call. Come to the altar. There are people here to pray with you. If you want to pray, you can pray. If anybody is here to accept Christ you come over to this corner and you do that right, and then they right. have a few minutes they let the people pray and they let the people go when to me it feels a little contrived when you're just he just keeps asking you know the pastor uh, just keeps asking and play another song and play this song and god put it on my heart that there's somebody here that really needs and it needs christ and and, and is afraid to come forward and and I'm not saying that's not true. I believe that there are times when that's true. But some, it just feels like every Sunday, Everybody every needs time Christ. we have that's church. That's why in church, Coach. What you know, it just, it, just, it, just, it feels yeah. a little contrived to me, like there's some quota involved or something. It's not yeah. really. And, yeah. and, and, again, as I, and for me personally, this is my opinion, spirituality is personal. So everybody who might want to come to Christ might not want to do it in front of 300 people, and that's okay. They should be allowed to do it in private or as they have, feel comfortable. And just because people don't come to the altar doesn't make you a bad pastor or the choir that was off this week or the show, you know, the, the, the service wasn't good. It just means maybe somebody wasn't called that day, or maybe they come later. Who knows? But, you know, we don't have to stay for 45 minutes until somebody says, you know what, let me go on up here because he's just going to keep talking. 
and right. I'm supposed to meet some friends at Denny's, so let me hurry up. <laughs> that's, but that's <laughs> exactly. what it feels like, ultimately. That's exactly what it feels like. Drake, yeah. go ahead, because I want to get these last two in. Go ahead, what are you going to say? Like I said, I've seen individuals that uh, have gotten to the point, and maybe you guys have seen this in the pews as well, that they know an altar call coming, they school now. Because yeah, they're like, they you do. know, I, I got to go. First of all, the game's going to start in about 45 minutes. It's going to take us at least 30 to get to the house. Uh, secondly, they may just feel like, even though I was just being a little facetious, they may feel like, okay, been here, done this. This doesn't impact me. I love Jesus already. I'm right. happy for the, for the individuals that are going up to altar call, but I have other things that I need to do for the next 15 to 45 minutes. Uh, so I've seen people actually leave out prior to because they knew that this long version of the altar call was going to come. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've seen it happen several times. They're like, you know, I'm, I'm leaving right after the pastor get done with the service. Now, usually the altar call for me is great because that's when I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, it's funny because when they, when they hooping and holler right around the church, I grew up in that so much, I've actually fall asleep. So I have to find So now I have a church where I actually learn something. But before, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm asleep. You can hear the tambourines, people doing backwards slips and all that, mm-hmm. the organists and people crying and, the, and, the, and, like you said, the tiles being laid on the people. I'm, I'm knocked out. All of a sudden, when you get quiet, anybody want to come to the altar? I'm all like, right. huh, what? Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> you want to know, know something else funny before we move into number two? It's always the same damn people. Yeah. In the prayer line. Like, yeah. it's, always, it's always Mother Johnson going up every week. Jesus, uh, let yeah. God fix it. Where's your damn faith? You can't yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, that's week. why I say it feels contrived to me. If that feels more like a show than genuine faith. And that's what, I, that's what irritates me about Listen, it. It feels it like I'm at... Point, I'm, Coach, yeah. It got to a point where I knew who was going to fall out. I knew yep. how they were going to fall out. I knew which way they were going to fall Like, it was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we're tired of it. It's irritating. So let's move on to the number two because we, I want to get all these in. I, I want to get all these in. This is the most important show of my life, okay? So <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm just at that point. So the, the number two thing that is most irritating about church is the economic guilt trip. Specifically for my two, then I'm going to let Dre explain his, tithes, the 10%, and matching the love offering. Okay, let me start with matching love offering because this is one of the most irritating or any other offering. I hate, yes, I use that word again. I hate when we have an afternoon service, you take the time to invite whoever you invite over here. Yes, they feed us. They give us the word. Then you want to get up and say something such as this person came over here out the kindness of their heart. So I think it's time to re-reward them. I'm starting it with $100. Who matching me? Uh, nobody. How about you pay them out of what you got this week? Why the hell you already didn't get two, three offerings out of us during the morning service? Now you want to give another one for somebody we don't even know we, that we didn't even invite? We would have been all right with Deacon Raymond up there preaching for the pastor anniversary. Just Deacon wow. Raymond? Let's be honest. Now, that's where I'm at. Dre, I know you got an important one. Oh, my God. Uh, with me is because I, I've been in the front scenes and I've been behind the scenes of, of many church. There are truly some churches in the community that are going, doing some great things and, and ministers in the community are doing great things with the monies that, is, got, that are gathered uh, from the parishioners. Do not get us wrong. But 
for those that have individuals, that for those churches that make individuals feel guilty when they don't have the money to attend church, that's problematic. That's I remember it was a time when, when, I, when I was unemployed. And I'm looking for work, and I'm in church. I'm not guilty a person feels, but I know I felt that, and I know many of you at the round table have felt that. If, if not, you might probably know somebody sitting next to you at the round table felt this that when that offering plate comes your way, you almost want to feel invisible because so much guilt from the pulpit has been placed on you to make sure when you walk through that door, have this amount of money that you looking at it like, you know, I you know, here you go. That you want, you want that plate to scoop past you fast. Not because you don't want to give, not because you don't want to participate, but because you don't have at that moment, and you feel like, man, these people have made me feel made me feel guilty because who who gonna give to you know who gonna match this this two thousand dollars that I've just donated? Who gonna match this hundred dollars I've just donated? Says the pastor, and so you get to that point where and you've been programmed like this your whole life since you were a kid that I, I kid you not. When I was young and I was broke, there were times I didn't go to service because I felt so guilt, once again, so guilty if I didn't put anything in the offering plate. Should I have felt that way? Probably not. But like I said, I've been programmed to feel guilty like that. Oh, now, if I want to give it, I do. But if I want to give that money somewhere else, like to a homeless person on the street, because that same $20 – I've learned to give to a homeless person on the street or a family in need at a, right. at a, at a homeless shelter right. and feel just as good about it, if not better. Yep. So I had to learn to get over that as I grew older, but that's my beef with the church when it comes to the, the altar call. I mean, not the altar call, but that offering and the 10%. I don't have any problem with that. I understand where that comes from. But once again, that guilt factor just press down on those that don't have. And when they do give 10%, you still want more money. You yeah, still that, own them. Yeah, you gave your tithes, but what about your offering and your arms? Yeah. Wait a minute. Well, hold no, that's, where they, that's where they say, <laughs> see, I've been in churches where they say the 10% is what you're supposed to give. The offering is what blesses you. Now, I've been, I've been caught up in that nonsense for a long time. But let me tell you what triggered for me, because I, I definitely want to get to the number one thing, because we got a little bit of time left. The, the 10%, the tithe, I've learned that I'm not giving my 10% of anything to the church. I'm with you, Dre. I'm giving my 10% to people I see in need or people I know, you know, they deserve this. Because you know what? It never said anything about money in the Bible as far as giving your 10%. I know the Bible. Pull it up in Malachi. Show me where it says money. It actually talks about barley and something else. I can't remember the other one. But it never talks about money. Right. So I've learned to give my 10% to people in need because when I needed it and I needed a certain amount, you know what the church told me? Oh, I can't go over this amount because the IRS is starting. Wait a minute. Oh, so it's really a business. That's what people yes, forget. Is. They forget that aspect of it. Oh, you can't give me this amount of money because the IRS going to look at you funny? Oh, but I thought you were supposed to be the church. I give my 10%, 300 and uh, 56 days out of the year, 52 weeks. What's the problem? But when I come to you for help, it's, it's about the IRS and you protecting yourself. That's the stuff that pisses me off. 
So you're going to make me feel guilty about giving. Then you're going to turn around and crap all over me when I need you. That's where I'm going to leave it. That's where I'm going to leave it. So let's go to the number one thing. No, not at all. Not at all. Let's go to the number one thing. The number one most irritating thing about church. You ready for this? Drum roll. People. (laughs) What? Yeah, you heard me right. People. Not just the people that go there, because not everybody is like this. But we're talking about those people that are so heavily bound that they're just, you know, the earth is just beneath them. Okay, like nothing in this world is. is, Yeah, exactly. It's, It's all about separatism. It's all about, no, I don't I don't deal with outside people. You know what's funny about that? Because we talked about this in the pre-production meeting. You want to live like Christ. You want to follow Jesus. But when you pick up that Bible and you see who Jesus surrounded himself with, they called him disciples, his, his top confidants. They were murderers. They were crooks. They were corrupt. These were all the people that Jesus surrounded himself with. Now, he could have went into church and picked any 12 of those, but he picked them. Now, ask yourself that. Why are you so afraid to... to, to Communicate with people outside of the church or people who don't believe in the same thing you believe in. But you scared you might be woke. You scared that some of the stuff they say might make sense and you actually may have to pick up your Bible and learn for yourself. Yep. That's true. Is that's that what you so scared true, of? You, 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 you scared not to be a sheep no more? Listen to your pastor and anything he says is gold because you don't study it for yourself? Oh, pastor said it, so it must be right. You let pastor lead your ass down to hell if you want to. Now, I'm going to leave it like that. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm about to pull off off a plate and put the I money know. in the bank. Is sir. there I'm not just, one, Pastor Sean? I'm, I'm just being honest. The whole heaven and hell thing, that's a whole other topic. That's a whole other topic. But I study this stuff. I read that Bible back and forth. I took college courses on that Bible. Anybody yes, want to talk about that. that Bible with me, you better bring a lunch because I'm going to eat yes. you alive. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Now go ahead, Drake, because I'm hot. I'm but you know what? Over here. I'm but, but you know what? The, the part that 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 I, that I don't like about the people in church is exactly what you said. The fact that they don't study, and a man could stand in front of them and tell them anything, and then you have individuals like yourself and I that have done not only the spiritual study of the scriptures, but the historical studies of what was going on at the particular time, why that particular statement or why that group of people was doing what they were doing at that time period in the scriptures. So we truly understand what was going on. And then you got some guys that actually knows exactly what you and I know, but will stand up there in that pulpit and tell that group of 300 people to 3,000 people some bullshit. And we're looking like that is not in the scriptures. You can't find that in the Bible. That's no, it will quote it year in, year out to where it becomes church cliches. And what pisses me off the most, once again, is the fact that you individuals who love Jesus so much will not take the time out to confirm if what this dude is telling you is truth or if he's telling you a lie. I love what one minister said. The difference, the, the only thing that makes rat poison and corn different, rat poison is 90% corn, 10% strychnine. Yep. And that's, that's how a lot of churches are. They're 90% corn, 
but it's that 10% poison because church people aren't studying. You're just saying hallelujah to the next thing that before the person even gets it out their mouth, you're yelling hallelujah. Yeah. Really? I just Pastor. killed three babies. Hallelujah. What, what did you say? Yeah. I just say killed three babies. You can't even hear what he said because sister so-and-so done fainted and everybody's right. down there talking Thank and you. dancing and shouting. Nobody Thank actually you. really heard the what The organist said. is so loud. You can have that. If you don't cut that damn organ, sit your tail down and open up your... So, how come honestly, you can be honestly. in the choir and... They, oh, I ain't doing that yet. Okay. <laughs> how come church... Quiet. Let's get to the choir. How come the choir ain't got to have their body open, but we got to have ours open? But they are the main ones that's supposed to be sanctified singing holy songs. But on, you man. rarely see them with their damn Bible open. You see them somewhere else, though. Oh, yeah, you sit in the club. She rockin' Stelato. She rockin' Stelato. But you know what? It just go to show you what I was going to say is uh, the num- another thing that, that falls under why people is the number one thing is people in church are more caught up with the procedures versus the process. The procedures of church versus the progress of growth. And mm-hmm. so what are you saying? What I'm saying right now is you're more concerned about going from worship to tithing and offering, to bringing up the choir, to do an A and B selection, to then bringing up the pastor, to then having an altar call. You see that procedure versus actually sitting down, bringing in church like, you know what, I'm more concerned with your growth. Let's talk about this. Forget all the, the other stuff. Let's talk about this. I've heard people use the excuses. Oh, this is to usher you into the spirit. Bullshit. You already supposed to be ushered into the spirit because if you enter God like that, you're waking up that morning and you placing yourself that's right. That's right. in the spirit right. to go in there to be fed. Let's just be honest. But nobody's doing that because they're busy picking out what they're going to wear, what such and such are going to drive to church and all this other nonsense that makes no sense at all. $500 church hats. Well, you know, I think another one we had on there is more into gossip than the gospel. So, you know, people are so into who shot who, what, what, who's doing who, who's the pastor seeing, you know, is the first lady having an affair with the deacon, the pastor seeing, you know, the secretary, blah, 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 blah. How many children are the pastor's children or all this other stuff that's going on? The thing that we, the thing that I always encourage people is I, I, there are churches that I've been to, to to you guys' point, I love teaching churches. I love them. I love, there's nothing I love better than sitting under somebody who's educated about the word. And I find my spirit uplifted. But at the same time, and at the same time, no but, while I'm uplifted, I read the word for myself. I have read many spiritual texts. Whatever, Whatever my spiritual beliefs is in my foundation, I have discovered for myself, not because a pastor said it was so, a pastor a rabbi, um, um, a, a, a uh, shaman, imam. an imam, they are all men. They are all human beings. A priest, a priestess, they are humans. And you must learn for yourself how to walk with your divine guide. And that means reading whatever the Holy Scripture is that belongs to your faith, reading your Bible or your Torah or your Quran, so that you know the holy words for yourself. Uh, you know, everybody that says that they're a pastor or a holy person may or may not be what they claim to be, but Amen. your spiritual walk 
is for you and you alone. So I feel mm-hmm. like I'm in the matrix now. What was said was for you and for you alone. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> right? on, but, but at the end of the day, that's, that's the truth. That's why people make it difficult because the church at the end of the day is comprised of human beings who are fallible and imperfect. And the church is a reflection of the collection of the human beings that are in that particular building, and more specifically by whoever is leading that flock. And some people don't take that charge as seriously as they should. And as I said before, it it is a terrible thing to usher souls that are, you know, seeking guidance and help that are vulnerable into a place that is not healthy or holy. I agree. I agree. So those are the top five most irritating things about church. What we're going to do right now is take a quick break. On the other side of the break, we're coming back with the Millionaire Tip of the Week, as well as wrapping the show. We hope you've enjoyed it to this point. Oh, and before I go to break, before I hit you with the we'll be right back after these messages, another thing that pisses me off about church (laughs) is, I'm serious, since we were talking about the pastor, I hate when a pastor does something like sleep with somebody in a congregation, and they, they quit to forgive him. Oh, he didn't mean no harm. He's not that type of man. But let somebody else do that, they yeah. gonna beat them into the grave. Yeah. Yes, they do. The pastor is the most easily forgiven person I've ever met in life. They didn't yeah. mean it. They didn't mean it. Mm-mm. And he still it was only five little boys. Exactly. He only cheated on his wife. Right. But anyway, that's I don't even want to go into that. We gonna take, <laughs> like I said, we gonna take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. But he's our bishop. <laughs> I know bishop. <laughs> If you're looking for fairy tale solutions on how to fix real problems, then you're pulling a seat out at the wrong round table. This is Grown Folks Talk with Sean D. Upshaw. You know, there are many people out here searching for help on how to balance their relationships or hell, even balance themselves, but just don't know where to look, how to start looking or who to look to. But relax, ladies and gentlemen, because the guesswork is over. Coach Ivy Allen is the woman for the job. If you're looking for life and relationship coaching with substance and amazing benefits, then contact Coach Ivy by going to facebook.com forward slash Coach Ivy. It's time that you join the self-evolution and let Coach Ivy help you make your entire life a more relaxing place to live. Folks Talk is on right now with Sean D. Upshaw. Pastor oh, Sean getting it in the day, boy. I know, man. Please. Please. We are on the last leg of the show. Of course, we're talking about on this week, and I know y'all been like, damn, this is the hype as I ever seen, Sean. That's because when it comes <laughs> to this church, my blood gets the boiling. But today we talked about the top five most irritating things about church. And honestly, I, I have to say this before I bring Dre in for the Radionaire tip. On an honest note, let me, you know, I'm calm. The, the reason I'm so tough on this is because I've been in a position where I really, really wanted to get to know God and people and the things of the church have just totally led me in the wrong direction. And I know as many people that's seeking God, but they're seeking them through people instead of finding them for themselves. And this show might be for you. And I really want you to open your eyes. Like, church is not the only place where you can find God, ladies and gentlemen. And that's coming from me. You can listen to me or you don't. But that's coming from me. And I know that's not a popular answer to give, but it's, it's an honest answer to give. So, Dre, like I always say, this is the part of the show where I love 
and hate. I love it because, you know, we get to give you the really narrative, tip, the basic summary of what happened. And I hate it. I definitely hate this one because we got to let him go. I can go <laughs> two, three more shows. I know. It, I know. But, but anyway, Dre, what is the really tip for the week concerning this topic, the five most irritating things about church? All right. Uh, once again, Andre Spence, the multi-rillionaire, and this is the bankrupting bullshit tip of the week, helping you overcome the obstacles of any type of change and progression that you need to have in your life. When it comes to the church, first things first, dedicate the rest of this year to studying your beliefs. If you are a is if you are of the Islamic faith, faith. Study your Quran. Understand it for yourself. If you are of other faiths, or if you're of Buddhism or Hinduism, study and understand your faith, the history of your faith. Don't just go because or fall for it because somebody else made you feel good in a temporary state. I love what one man said. What is your life going to be like once the magic is gone? In other words, once that magical feeling or that tingly feeling that you get when you go to church is gone. Study. Study and study some more to understand. So anytime somebody comes to you in regards to your faith, you know what's going on. Second thing you want to do when it comes to your faith. The Bible says this in Romans chapter 8. Therefore, now there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. That word condemnation means guilt. God says, I will nudge you or I will uh, correct you, but I will not condemn you. If you don't have it to give, do not feel guilty. If you do not get a chance to make it that particular Sunday, do not feel guilty. If you don't get a chance to uh, do a lot of the things that, that people think that you should do, do not fall under the condemnation. Don't fall for that. Because many of us stay at that same church when we knew we should have, we should have grown out of them hooping churches and gone to a teaching church, but since my mom and my cousin, my auntie Lula and them still go here, you keep your ass in that same dead church, not learning to progress and grow in your spiritual growth. That's guilt. Stop doing that. And the last thing, learn to preach the gospel, of, especially church folks, learn to preach the gospel of Jesus without words. Use your life. You want people to learn more and be drawn to Christ more? Start doing the things like he said, going into the prisons and encouraging them. Give it to the poor and to the widows in the community. Looking out for the orphans or those that don't have fathers or mothers. Do those things. You will yell the gospel to the world louder than anybody if you just go ahead, preach the gospel without saying a word. And if you do those things, live guilt-free study and preach with your life, you will continue the process of bankrupting bullshit in your life, especially when it comes to your church. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen, a beautiful wrap to a beautiful show. As always, we appreciate you for joining us, pulling out a seat at the round table and listening to what us nuts have to say on these insane topics that we have from week to week. We also, we, as always, excuse me, we encourage you to go follow us on social media, but more importantly, go follow the Grown Folks Talk fan page, which is on Facebook.com forward slash Grown Folks Talk with Sean D. Upshaw. Whew, this has been a great show. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> until next week, we ask that you don't let anybody steal your joy, and we will catch you on the rebound. Peace.